You know, a little crazy little factoid I found out about this movie? Sure, go ahead. Millie Bobby Brown isn't legal yet. Shaggy Goose Egg Boys, what a way to start an episode. That's not staying in this episode, right? Yep. If it is, I apologize. <laughs> Dude, I, man, I not even a minute in. Sorry for <laughs> that joke. I already had to take my glasses off. Well, welcome back. Hey, hey. Um, Hi. I'm eating pizza. Yeah. Hey, what are we doing today, guys? So we're, we're talking about a monster movie. <laughs> <laughs> And if you could guess from that, then you know the movie to be Godzilla vs. Kong 2021. Oh, I wasn't yeah. going to tell him. Yeah, it's the new one. I was going to leave it at that. Oh, yeah, or the 1954. <clears throat> Hold up, I haven't out. looked up the Wikipedia yet. <laughs> well, while Chris is doing that, I actually want to uh, uh, correct myself, or maybe not correct myself, but articulate myself a little bit more on something that we talked about in the Looney Tunes podcast. Because when I listened back to it, I realized that I didn't really say things as adequately as I had hoped, right? Because I was tired and I'm less tired today. So the part where I said about you should just shoot yourself, um, that was, (laughs) that was in relation to, uh, to Jake talking about nihilism, right? And I was trying to be anti nihil nihilistic. And so basically, uh, here's my point. I wrote it down because I wanted to make sure that I was, uh, speaking correctly. Does a man who has been shot find no meaning in that pain? Does that pain not mean anything to them? Well, of course it does. Life is suffering, so the question is, what do you do about that? You can either complain about the so-called triviality of a life that doesn't automatically hold you as the supreme being that deserves care, or you can recognize that suffering is innate, and the only logical goal to be ascertained from that realization is to limit excess suffering. If you do that, then maybe you can call your life a success. If you seek only to critique, then your ability to offer a solution only becomes impossible. So that's that's what I wanted to say in that last episode. And again, I was too tired to say it. So now now we can start. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm dressed up like King Kong. Yeah, I realize me dressed. I'm dressed as a dinosaur saying stuff like that. That's funny. Yeah. I, I have a watermelon on my head. Yeah. Yes. If you if you don't believe us, you can check out one of our Instagrams wherever those or pictures something. are going. There, you'll see it. We took pictures. God, I you'll hope I, I know I'm gonna post it on Instagram, and I hope I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I also have a tie on. I also have a tie on. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'm kind of Donkey Kong. And also, he, he also threw a barrel at me. So, <laughs> also my ears are a little funky right now, so I can't really hear. So if I get really loud or really quiet, or you can't understand what I'm saying, because I I'll try to. I uh, all right. So Godzilla v Kong, buddies. What'd you guys? How did you just wow? Wow. Oh yeah, Claire's on the couch. She's trying to sleep, and I we'll see how that goes. Um, she said, "I'm just gonna listen to your bullshit." <laughs> hey, um, how do you, did you guys like the movie? Yeah, I liked it less the second time. Oh really? This is That's the third time I've seen I feel, it. Yeah, 
I've seen it three times. Well, because the yeah. first time, so we actually a little little factoid. Theater is the best place to see it. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I still hear little factoid. Yeah. Theater is the best place to see it. So, this is the first movie that we saw together post uh, post COVID or at all in the theaters. Yeah, I was going to say I, I had the theater. Yeah, all yeah. of us. None, I don't think any of us have been to the theater since COVID hit. I oh. hadn't been since Spider-Man Far From Home came out. So you can imagine my utter disappointment. That was, that was the last movie. Oh, that you know I what? Saw. I guess you guys are right. No, yeah, actually. That's like summer of so, 2019. So that was our first movie that we saw together. And now we've seen a couple more after that. And we're going to see, at the time of <clears throat> this recording, we're going to see Black Widow after. Yeah. So. Which maybe we'll do an episode on that. Maybe. 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 It, Look it out depends, for that, guys. yeah. That'd be your first MCU movie. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because I didn't want to cover those because so many people have. But now yeah. that a new one's coming out, I feel like it's a good opportunity. But anyways. Yeah. Also, I lied just a second ago. The last movie I saw uh, before COVID was not Far From Home. It was Invisible Man. You saw that in theaters? Yeah. Oh, that came out in like January. Really, really good movie. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. right before COVID. Yeah. The last one I That's saw. That's a good one. I saw that. I saw it with Claire. Was right there. Harley Quinn. The, emanci- the glorious emancipation and I'm still at the halfway mark on the HBO account. I have not, and I started it like two months ago. I, I for some reason, I can't get into that movie. I don't know why. Uh, it's oh, weird because it, I, I like. It's it. weird because I like I like Margot. Well, yeah, <laughs> Chris likes it because of Margot Robbie. Hey, but no, and I, I like it because of Mary Elizabeth yeah. Winstead, baby. Right. It, I don't know what it was about it, but it's like the first hour, I was like, nothing's happening. Um. And it was, I don't know, it's just, she's a very passive character, so I'm kind of iffy on Squeeze. if I'm ever going to finish that or not. Um, <laughs> that's Jake's suit. His monkey suit. My birthday O. His birthday <laughs> suit. How does it feel like what, when, when What you were do we squeezing on your birthday down. suit? Huh? Huh? <laughs> 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 it makes the same noise. Yeah. Uh, his people. How does that feel like? Because, like, when he, when he squeezes his hands, the tail goes up. So how does that feel when you're sitting down? Well, I've been, I really I've been seeing it. him raise up a little oh, bit. Oh, so. that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just recap. <laughs> recap. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. That's the movie today. Yeah. Yep. Just All in right. case I didn't say that. You did. So, all right. Godzilla vs. Kong starts out with... Okay. Godzilla versus Kong starts out with Kong on Skull Island. It's a very uh, Shrek-esque intro. He he wakes up and goes about his day. And, you know, it's a normal day on Skull Island. He, she, he has his little little friend who's like a who's like a little girl of that tribe from Skull Island who can't really speak, but she talks to him in sign language and it's a normal day in Skull Island. Psych! No, it's not. He throws a tree at the sky. Turns out the sky is fake. Turns out he's in a dome that, um, what is it? Is it a, is it Monarch? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hold up. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the movies before this except for Skull Island like, and I have very vague, none, like, like, none of the American a, a vague recollection of it. Was huh? only like one. There's, there's 2014. There's two. There's oh, the like Godzilla, King of the Monsters. King of yeah. Monsters. Okay, so who is Monarch? They're exactly. Just, they like study the kaiju creatures. That's okay, so it. Monarch's good people, Apex bad people. It depends on the story, but yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Anyway, so Monarch has a dome, and they're, uh, they're watching over Kong, kind of keeping him safe, but kind of just watching him. And... Um, 
always do this. Anyway, yeah, so so yeah, Kong's just chilling there. And then it cuts to to Bernie Hayes, the the dude the the main dude from Atlanta, not Childish Gambino. Um Childish Gambino isn't the main guy of Atlanta. Donald Glover is Well, yeah, there's Donald Glover and then there's that guy. So it's it's that guy. Anyway, the dude from Atlanta. Um his name is Bernie Hayes. He works as an engineer for Apex. And uh, he's like at this uh, outpost in Apex at the at, at, on the Pensacola. And uh, he's like looking for, for certain uh, documents because he's, conspira- he's a conspiracy paranoid guy. He has a podcast about how, you know, Apex is bad and, and the monsters are cool, but also maybe bad. And... Uh, Godzilla attacks that facility, and so he he escapes from that. And then it cuts to uh, Millie Bob Thornton, or sorry, <laughs> Millie, Bob, <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown, um, who plays uh, Madison Russell, who is like the daughter of the CEO of, Mo- of Monarch. She was in she, yeah King of the Monsters. Yes, yeah. she uh, listens. She's also in Stranger Things to Bernie's podcast and Sanders. Uh, and she's like, "Hey, That's cool. hey, I think that Godzilla attacked that place for a reason. Let me uh, get my friend Josh, and let's let's go and and buy bleach because Bernie says on his podcast that you need bleach for whatever fucking reason." <laughs> Hello, McFly. <laughs> McFly. <laughs> So anyway, um, so Millie Bobby Brown and Josh like uh, in, investigates Godzilla's attacks and whatever, and and so anyway, then it cuts to the CEO of Apex talking to a dude who worked for Monarch. His name is Nathan, and he says, "Hey, you did a lot of research on Hollow Earth, which is where the Titans, aka Godzilla and and Kong, are from. Um, I would like to use your help in my research." to go to hollow earth and he was like no there's no way you could go to hollow earth the gravity going there will kill you and it's like oh well, we have a spacecraft called heaves that can take you there and he's like oh that'd be cool so he decides to help and so he goes to 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 meet um the the outpost that has kong and everything and he's like hey uh we need to take kong to this outpost in antarctica that has a little tunnel to hollow earth so that we could like you know do research for this dude and take kong there and she's like oh. energy and she's like no no we can't do that and so he says hey we should do that and he's like okay and so and so uh <laughs> and so they load Kongzilla up on <laughs> Kongzilla. They, they load King Kong up on up low, on low a boat, <clears throat> up on an aircraft carrier, and and they're like sailing to the Antarctica, and uh, Kong's just big chilling because mm. they sedated him, and uh, mm. <laughs> and uh, you know everything's mm. kind of normal, and then psych, all of a sudden. Godzilla comes roaming in, and he's is kind of. This is his playing field because he can like yeah, swim, swim and breathe underwater because he's a lizard, and uh, he he 
destroys like three aircraft characters and they're like oh no this is bad should, should we release god should we release aircraft Kong? characters this is my favorite characters <laughs> aircraft carriers and they're like oh no this is bad no should we, should the we... aircraft character should we re- they identify as aircrafts <laughs> Yeah, should we release Kong? No, we shouldn't. And then uh, Godzilla attacks the ship, That's and the ship the turns over, figure. and they're drowning, and they're like, we should release Kong. And so they release Kong. <sighs> Is that, that how the aircraft character that, sound? That was them <laughs> underwater. <It's laughs> you were molded by it. <laughs> that is why it's blinded. I don't get that. Go ahead. Anyway, so, so they release Kong. Kong clicks over the boat. And here we are, round one in Kong versus Godzilla. It's an awesome fight. But Godzilla kind of kicks Kong's ass, but it's because, you know, he's he's not in an even in an even playing field right now. Like because, yeah. you know, big monkey yeah. can't breathe underwater. Yeah. And and so uh he beats him up and all that shit. And yeah. and he gets on he gets on the main aircraft characters where all the main what aircraft car- <laughs> carrier where all the main uh, characters are on because they can't die. And so he's like all exhausted and they're like, kill the ship. They play dead. Godzilla walks off. He swims off. And, and, His legs are just and, fucking and forever. And so, uh, and so we cut back to, to Millie Bobby Thornton. And and her and Josh friend, and uh, they knock on the door of Bernie Sanders, and uh, no, his name is Bernie Hayes, and they're they're like, hey, can you help us? And he's like, no. And he was like, hey, can you help us? And he was like, okay. And so, uh, you're Billy Bobby Thornton. They they decide to go break into uh, Apex, and so that's you know that part of the story. They, they're breaking into Apex because they feel like that uh, they're trying to do something real bad, which is what uh, Godzilla responded to in his little outburst at the beginning of the movie. So anyway, we're back to the Kong side of the story, and they're in Antarctica, and uh, he's like, "Oh, it's cold, and I don't want to go in that tunnel." And he goes, and he goes, "No, <laughs> no, wrong movie, wrong movie," but uh. So they're like, hey, how do we force him to go into this tunnel? And uh, they tell the little tribe girl who's formed a bond with him, who has taught him how to speak in sign language. Um, She talks to him through sign language and lies to him that, uh, you know, there's family down there. He's like, oh, family. And so he goes into the into the tunnel and and then the apex people find their little heave aircraft and and they go into the tunnel with them and uh there they are they're in hollow earth and um it's really beautiful it's kind of crazy because there's like two different planes it's like uh it's like the sky has has like a little little like earth area and then the lower earth has an earth area it's weird it's inverted gravity anyway yeah yeah this is um, where they got the idea for generating the center of the earth this is where they got the idea to journey to the center of the earth translated this is where jules verne got the idea for journey to the center of the earth yeah anyway so they get there and immediately it's like oh it's so pretty oh no there are huge monsters trying to kill us oh no it's okay because kong's helping us because he's the good guy we're the good guys 
and so he uh beats uh, he kills these two like flying cobra creatures like and it's awesome and he and he drinks the juice out of one of their skulls and uh and so he goes over to his uh little little kingdom that he and his people had and uh he like finds his throne he finds like an axe of, of his people which is really cool because it, it's like the hilt of it is a bone and the blade itself is the skull uh not skull uh a scale from godzilla's race which is which is very important um because it contains like that uh radioactive energy that that godzilla uses and uh he there's this little like rune ring around uh his throne and there's like a little piece to set uh his accent he sets it in there and then it all glows and, and radiates and and forms like a, it charges and forms a symbol of godzilla like eating his own tail that's really uh uh powerful imagery because it, it's it's like the Just dragon eating the dragon eating its own tail we'll get into that later i mean you the Roboros? um <laughs> And so, anyway, Godzilla at yes. this point is in Hong Kong because that's where uh, the other people are in relation to like underground tunnel and stuff. And uh, Godzilla feels the disturbance in the force. He 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 feels this energy, and so he like shoots a laser beam down into where they're at, and which like creates a little hole. And and during this time. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown and, and, and Bernie and all of them have broken into Apex and they got caught and they find out that they're using the head of Ghidorah to charge up uh, Mecha Godzilla and have one of the dudes control Mecha Godzilla to defeat Godzilla so the Apex can can like you know be the the main like top dog like Titan and have power and stuff and um where am I? Oh yeah, and and so <laughs> he's, he's like the uh, uh, who's the guy in Fast So Night anyway, we're ludicrous. we're back we're back to Kong. Um, the the laser beam that Godzilla shoots yeah. down into the earth. Yeah. Uh, meet, like... The laser beam that shoots down into the earth meets up with them, and it, and it shoots a hole into the ceiling of the castle, and uh, it turns out that um, the CEO of Apex's daughter is with them they and she double crosses them and takes a sample of that energy and then sends that energy over to apex so that they can uh replicate it for the mecha godzilla thing so mecha godzilla is booting up uh, while all this is happening and then kong goes into the hole and then comes out into hong kong and is like hey round two me and godzilla is gonna fight and kong beats his ass he like takes out the axe and he like absorbs the power of the beam and knocks him out and da 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 fucking awesome and uh and then mechagodzilla awakens because they power him up but he's like way too powerful and it's like ancient technology that they don't know how to use yeah and it kills the pilot and and then it has its own like consciousness and he and Mechagodzilla kills the CEO of Apex and then breaks out of the facility. And then, meanwhile, Godzilla, uh, you know, fights back Kong and uh, topples him to the ground and then stabs him with his with his toe, with his big toe in the heart. And so 
uh, Kong is pretty much out. Like Kong, as far as the fight between him and Godzilla, uh, Kong loses, and and so he's he's dying, and so Kong walks off, and uh, he and, sorry Godzilla walks off, and the Mecha Godzilla shows up, and he's like, "Hey, bitch!" And Godzilla's like, "Oh, I'm the king of Mo," oh, and then Mecha Godzilla just beats the ever loving crap out of him, and so the, uh, the main characters, who was like the research team goes up to Kong and they're like, oh, we're going to have to like use these ships as sort of a defibrillator to bring him back to life. And so they bring the ship over and then explode the ship on Kong and then it brings him back to life. And then he sees that his old buddy Godzilla is getting beat up by Mechagodzilla and he's like, hold hey, up, I'm going to help you out, pal. And so he like goes over and takes his axe and then he tags team with Godzilla to beat up Mechagodzilla. Godzilla gets knocked the fuck out, but then Kong takes over and he takes his axe and he knocks, he rips <laughs> off both, all of his limbs and then takes his head off and drinks his uh, machine blood. And, and then he wins that battle. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then uh, Godzilla and Kong both look at each other, and it looks like they're going to fight again, but then they kind of stare each other down, and it's like, all right, respect. So they kind of call a truce, and then Godzilla goes back into the ocean, and then it cuts to Kong uh, back in Hollow Earth with all of the research people, and uh, I guess Millie Bobby Brown and, and Bernie and all of them are, you know, living life but uh the the research people no, are like died. are conducting a peaceful base up in uh hollow Car earth and and kong uh beats his chest uh and he's back at home and he's happy and the movie chest ends, is made out of the the movie ends all happy the end <laughs> <laughs> yay <Woo! We> <laughs> booga booga i knew that was going to be like kind of a smaller recap because not much happens except for monsters yeah <laughs> the monsters all right kyle so kyle said he had a lot to say about yes yeah, uh, let I me go ahead and say man is is enemy yes now that might be the biggest that might not be the biggest thing mm -hmm. but that's the most obvious one man is enemy um. Sure, yeah. Well, hold on. No one asked me what I thought. This movie what do you was think the about. movie's about? Big monkey. <laughs> okay. So, um, I I'll be Wait, honest. Wait, we're at Chris. What are you serious? Yeah. We stop. Stop it. We doing. So, what does big monkey mean? Big monkey. The more you pronounce it, the more <laughs> profound it is. Big Monkey. So the reason I have a lot to say is because I, I okay, watched the first Godzilla movie and the first King Kong movie. The 2014 or the original ones? No, the Skull ones from Island. the 30s. The Peter Jackson one. No, that was 2005. Although I did watch Oh that. shit, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, Wait, no, I, I meant the original one. Yes. God <laughs> fucking damn it. What did I tell you? My brain gets all... Yeah, I watched the original Godzilla movie that came out in 1954. Damn, 1954, and then in a response to uh, yes, I'm getting into that. Uh, it was it was a direct response. It was nine years after Hiroshima and Nagasaki were were bombed uh, wow. by atomic bombs. Nine years after, and it's and it's essentially. Um, a, a mythological retelling of that 
event in, in, you know, some aspects. Um, but specifically what was so interesting to me is that it's a movie that has like a force four, three aspect ratio. It's black and white. It's subtitled over, uh, it, the sound design really wasn't that great all altogether. Cause it was hard for me to like, kind of tell who was talking at any given point. And yet all of this, and it's a guy in like a big rubber suit walking around a tiny set, all of this. And I still actually really felt something while watching this movie, which is crazy to me because you, when you watch old movies, they're not usually, at least in my opinion, they're not good at carrying emotion, uh, like, like true emotion. Um, I agree 100% with that. Yeah. And because they're more about telling like plot centered stories. Well, and uh, developments in cinematography at the time. Yeah. Right. And, and just the idea of like showing certain kind of emotion didn't, you know, there's a cultural difference, obviously from older movies to what we have watched now. Um, But I, I actually did feel something specifically after Godzilla attacked first and then, and then he left. And you see the aftermath of this, and this is a clear allusion to the aftermath of the atomic bombings. So and it was it was genuinely like heartbreaking to watch, like because you saw like mothers like crying, you know, like holding like their dead children and stuff like that, which is like it, it was pretty intense mm-hmm. um, for me at least. And apparently, people who watched it in Japan had to leave the theaters because it affected them so well, much. Well, what yeah. I I want to point out that it, uh, I think that. The 1954 is the American release because the original release was Gojira, which I don't, yeah. that might've been 53. I don't know. Um, it was before Godzilla. Yeah. But, uh, the American was, release re-edited it as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, and basically the difference is the Japan release, uh, Godzilla was a monster created by the nuclear bombings. And in the, uh, U.S. release, Godzilla had always existed, mm-hmm. but was awakened by, the yeah. bombings mm. right. which is which is a huge distinction yeah massive mm-hmm. yeah and because essentially godzilla represents the american army oh yeah oh, okay. um which is you know really interesting considering that even in the japanese movies as time went on godzilla became a protector of japan and that happens to coincide um when with the uh Japanese and American like alliance, like when that started to form post World War II. Um, and that's when you get other monsters that came around that represented other nations like Russia, China, uh, Korea, maybe Vietnam, oh, but like wow. all, all of those monsters represent, I think Mecha Godzilla. I, don't, I can't remember which one was Russia. It might have been, um, I can't remember which one, but. What Ghidorah? I think that's what Russia was supposed to be, or or maybe, or maybe it was China. I don't know. But the three heads represented three countries, essentially, that were starting to pose threats to Japan. And and Japan released the Godzilla movie as like an interpretation of that fear, right? But Godzilla protects the people, right? And again, if we're going with the Godzilla representing the American military motif that was clear from the beginning, and I don't actually think changed over those movies, that's a really interesting shift. Um, and, um, and then I, I was reading some articles cause the original Kong movie was kind of like, I didn't really enjoy it that it was like much. Stop motion, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, well at least Kong was, yeah. but, um, I didn't enjoy it too much 
I, I mean, it was just hard for me to get into, right? Because it was such an old movie. Like, because it was made in like the 30s or yeah. something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, but I did watch the Peter Jackson version right after that, just so I could kind of see the story in a more modern viewing for myself. Um, but I was reading some articles in between that, and a lot of them were talking about how Kong represents like colonialism and racism and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, and if you take so, and I thought about that for a second because I had my own opinions on this, but, um, if, if you think that, uh, Kong is a stand in for a colonialist and how they viewed Eastern cultures, um, then, um, Kong is killed by a machine gun on a plane, which insists that man is greater than that beast. Right. Because specifically Western man, yeah. I would say. And so that's, that's at least one way of viewing that, that narrative. Right. And then there's, you know, the, the racist, you know, aspect of like, you know, Oh, you know, the foreigners are going to take our women, that kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I, um, I, 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 I can definitely see that reading. Um, because you, you look into the history of the guy who actually wrote it. Are you talking about the original King Kong? Yeah. in the okay. original King Kong. Um, and you look at the history of the guy who wrote it and like, yeah, he was, he was probably racist, right? Like, you read his writings and yeah. it's like, yeah, he's pr- he's pretty much racist. Well, I but... assume it was a white guy. Oh, yeah. And it's the 30s. Yeah. Right. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was it was so commonplace at that point that, I mean, what it's not his, it's not an excuse. What was his name? I don't remember his name. Probably like John Smith or something. <laughs> yeah, he was the guy that so, from wait, Pocahontas. Yeah. I, 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 I kind of like tuned out because I... I saw I, you pull. I started, I started yeah. watching bits and pieces of the original Godzilla. Yeah. Um, but uh so wait was king kong like originally a book or um i think so okay i i honestly can't remember but um but i i started thinking about it after i watched the peter jackson interpretation specifically which i think is the one that most people in our generation would remember the name king kong from i mean now you got skull island obviously but skull island i think works because you know the story of king kong right i've never seen the peter jackson one which is but obvious. you know the story of yeah, it yeah yeah right and well, that's you, the, you know the that gets... had to inform me on it while we were watching it because i don't oh, really? really know much about it oh wow so he, you... tell, he tells me about how he's killed at the end you didn't know that no damn that's no. kind of spoilers impressive. that's kind of impressive because i thought that everybody knew that but i guess that was that was my uh my bad for assuming that but anyways no. i started thinking about what king kong could mean and this is important getting down to what these characters represent because they're very clearly stand-ins for some sort of meaning, right? Yeah. They're larger than life figures for a reason, just like the figures of old, just like the stories of the past is that that's why it always deals with demigods and Greek mythology and, and uh, people chosen by God in, you know, the, in Jewish mythology, which mythology, I know people, mythology, but yeah, that's what it is. Um, This is monster mythology. Right. Exactly. So there has to be, because they're a larger stand-in for, for, ideas and concepts they have to mean something and i thought about it as king kong could be an allegory for woman's ability to tame man's animal nature um yo because little girl goes for those of you who can't yeah, see yeah <laughs> just at home in sign language which is irrelevant on a podcast but um but yeah i i think that's honestly what it's about because king kong is very clearly much like apex of his natural society right he is, if you're assuming that this is some sort of allegory for what a person is, or some sort of metaphor for what a well, person could be, and, and 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 potentially the apex 
of the apex, like the, the very right. top. Right. Because and, he, he does have this throne, you know, in the hollow earth, which is supposedly where all these creatures come from. Right. Right, exactly. So the, the very, very top. Yeah, he's the top top of that, right? He is the potential that one could be if one fully embraced nature, right? If their natural leanings, right? Men, generally speaking, tend to be more aggressive by nature, right? And it's part of part of the reason for marriage is in, in one aspect, at least traditionally, is that uh, somewhat taming of that uh, aggressive man into something that can be introduced into civilized society but that's also what parents do too uh but anyways um so i think it's interesting when when you know the famous line from king kong is it's it it was beauty that killed the beast um and uh so kong is the embodiment of the beast within and the biplane was the incarnation of technological progress fully that planes were just now being invented they have machine guns on that plane and it was this technological power that destroyed the animal nature of man. And I think it's an optimistic story trying to convey that through technology, man can overcome his worst elements. And I think that's what the story of King Kong is about. Uh, and specifically, that's through, uh, you know, technology can destroy it, but it's also through a taming by 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 women right it's it's that that ability to to bring out the more civilized aspect of a man um and again you know what you know whatever i might get canceled for just even mentioning that but i I think that's what it's trying to say at the very least um so i think it's funny if you take that idea uh about king kong representing racism and godzilla representing the american military and when they fight in this movie, the American military beats racism. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's yeah, good, which, right? which I just think is kind of funny. But then they team up to defeat technology. <laughs> <laughs> this, so, uh, no, the movie's so actually going back to the, the dark ages is what it's right. Go back, go back to medieval times. Where, right. Like, so, that, so that's why I don't think the racism angle works specifically in this movie. And I'm not saying that that's an that's an I- illogical reading of it i i just i don't think it works all right for so that little rant was basically uh kyle saying what the movie wasn't about excuse me right well yeah i was going i was getting into what there they mean separately and so i i feel like i've been talking a second so i'll give you guys some time and then when we get in i'll jump in uh because i just went on like a 10 minute like yeah well no Chris. uh like you Made some good points. Um, no, I, I agree that they, they stand for something as to what exactly uh, we'll, we'll get into that. But I do think it's interesting that, you know, originally Gojira was the symbol of destruction, who then turned into uh, a symbol of, of nature, it's protection. essentially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but, but yeah. protection of the natural world, not of Japan, not of... Well, I, I think the place. American version turned that into. A I'm talking about globalist. This movie. Okay, okay. Talking about okay. this. Movie. I, I got you. I got you. Then talking about other movies. We're talking about this movie. Yeah, but it's. I, I thought it was important to go over that, but sure. No, yeah, I think it we, is. We can talk about but just this one. That's fine. This movie, or rather, this the MonsterVerse uh, Godzilla, is a protector of nature, and I think that's super safe to say. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting when Kong is introduced, 
and Godzilla fights him, even though supposedly King Kong is, he's the king of the monsters, given the throne room. And then the corporate, you know, the corporation tries to build something that's better than nature, essentially, and still loses. Yeah. Right. No, yeah, because they, they, it, it is kind of the ultimate, you know, uh, nature reigns supreme kind of uh, movie. Right. You know, because, you know, man comes up with generally, like genuinely like this uh, technological feat that's completely like out of nowhere. Like it's literally Godzilla. And it's able to almost destroy Godzilla, right? Which is kind of impressive. Um, but then obviously, you know. Ah, um, it's kind of impressive. You know, it's not. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's no planning an American flag on the moon, but you know, right. It's okay, I guess. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's awesome. Like we, we, we get so close to beating nature, but then, and that's why I'm trying to figure out what Kong represents specifically because we were on the verge of defeating nature and then nature overtakes us. So he, and that's why, cause Kong to me is the, is the difficult one to define. Yeah. He, he, it, he may, because uh, I think there's a clear difference between this Kong and the Kong of the past. I don't want to say balance, but it it kind of is kind of that because Godzilla acts almost instinctually. Mm-hmm. He there is this oh yeah yeah predator or this entity that poses a threat mm-hmm. to the the natural cycle of things, and so he just attacks yeah. without thought, without anything. He just attacks. Uh, but but Kong is able to essentially communicate with People. man, yeah, and realize that you know man exists, or however you want to put that, keeps them in check while also keeping nature in check. Essentially, if if we're to go with the lines of King Kong is is the protector, or Godzilla is a protector of nature. Yeah, so I I would say that. Kong or Godzilla does attack with discretion. Um, Cause I, I think you're right about the balance aspect. I think Kong is, or God damn it. Well, that not, Godzilla not, is constantly yeah. on the prowl yeah. for what is bringing out chaos. And, and part of King of the monsters was that every time that the Kaiju creatures come through is that they bring with them like a bunch of growth and stuff. And so, you know, people are like, ah, we need, you know, help the earth cause whatever. So, we should just let all the kaiju out and then they'll help the earth because they do in, in this universe. I don't know if it was like this in the Japanese ones, but in this universe, when they come through plant life is restored anew and, right. you know, stuff like that. And so I think uh, Godzilla is constantly looking to make sure that there is a balance in the natural world. And the other kaiju are specifically just chaos monsters and he's got a, destroy you know which make we sure see that they don't upset in, that balance right we see in 2014 godzilla with the mutos yeah where they're just destroying and that's why godzilla appears right whereas uh at the end of that one or at the end of king of all monsters or whatever it is king of the monsters king yeah. of the monsters uh the other titans kaiju like appear mm-hmm. they all kind of bow down to him so he doesn't attack them yeah right because it's about it's about that natural order you know? well that's what i'm saying he, they don't pose a threat Right. Yeah. And and that's why to me Kong has to represent something approximating humanity uh for 
or specifically the best of humanity. Yeah. Um, which is funny saying that because you know obviously he kills a bunch of people in there, but it's not un- unprovoked, right? Too, which you know, um, you can say whatever you want to say about that, but um, that's why I think it had. That's why I think the original got, uh, Kong movie was about how it's interesting. You know, technology does kill him, but it's also his interaction with what makes him more civilized that uh, ultimately woman, yeah, that ultimately ultimately defeats his that that natural force right so in this movie he's able to take down technology and it's through the interaction with a woman that is able to uh bring him uh, some sort of close connection back to life dude yeah oh yeah that that too yeah because she she cares enough about him that she gets that one guy to go and restart his heart um with technology yeah Right, but it, it's it's mainly I think the uh, just the the girl it's herself like because she was able to form an emotional connection with Kong, his life was saved and therefore yeah. he saved the natural order. And I think uh, it kind of hints at the same kind of thing uh, that Arrival mm-hmm. talks about a little bit, where it's like mm-hmm. in almost all alien movies, uh, we see just kill the aliens. Or here, it's like, okay, we have to take out Godzilla. Mm-hmm. We have to take out King Kong. Let's take him out before we even, like, are trying to see what's up. Right. Yeah. And, like, granted, if this was real life, I would 100% be on board with, like, yeah, we should kill Godzilla. Like, I would want all the kaiju. I'd be like, kill him. Because, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like, they have one bad day and an, an entire yeah. city's dead. But in the context of this movie... Um, I mean, granted, maybe not every single person knows the benefits of having them around and understands this mythological meaning like an audience may. But in the context of the movie, um, if you kill Godzilla, the whole world would would end. Because uh, all the kaiju that he was keeping in check would disperse and yeah. kill everyone. Um, the natural order would be completely upset. And, it, and it's almost uh, the classic man's arrogance um is what undoes him you know kind of kind of story yeah um it's the arrogance to think that you can go toe-to-toe with nature and live well you don't because you die well no and i think and i think that's even more uh expressed with the uh, Ghidorah, one of Ghidorah's skulls trying to use it to power yeah uh mecha godzilla because it, it is interesting that they tried essentially they tried to defeat nature by using nature mm-hmm. and nature turns against them. Yeah. Because man cannot control nature. Well, that's interesting too, because there are two sides of nature. So in mythological stories, there are six, there are six characters. There is, um, there is the benevolent mother nature. There's the ang- angry side. I can't remember the actual names that they were given like as a, as an archetype, but there's the benevolent mother side of nature that nurtures there's the destructive force of nature. Uh, there is the wise king. There is the desperate tyrant. Um, and then there's the evil individual and then the noble individual. Those are the six of them. And technically, there's a seventh one, the dragon of chaos, which uh, everything else comes time, from. Right. Yeah, which everything else comes from. And you can kind of think of it like you're on an island and space is the dragon of chaos, the water around you is um uh the 
the bad side of nature because you know you can drown in storms and shit and then you got on the island itself is the good side of nature because that's where you're outside of the water right order you're safe order and chaos one might say right okay don't do it um then there's the city on the island and that city could either be ruled by a by a good tyrant or a bad tyrant and it's up to you as the individual to traverse these elements to see uh how about you can bring the best of all possibilities right that's that's what mythological stories are about i pity the humans they view chaos and order as somehow opposites see here's the thing too that is not profound um (laughs) so Uh (laughs) the more the more that you keep saying that the more i keep thinking about it and it's not profound because order and chaos are are separable in well, large quantities. And now, you hold can, on, what are you, Kyle? I'm Batman. A human. Yeah. Well, you will never understand. Yeah. I also, can't you understand. have poor vision. Thank you. He's because I have glasses. <laughs> That's funny. I'm just yeah. being adorable on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, order, order and chaos are clearly different. I mean, evolutionarily, we've Again, always seen it. What as, are you? As a human. As different. So you will never understand. Yeah. But the thing is, is that even if you think that they are the same, you can't act as okay. though they are. Again, here's the problem. You are human. Okay. But does that help? Help what? Does Does that help you act in any way? Because huh? if you say, oh, order and chaos are the same, you know, I'm I'm a human, so I may see it as different. But they are no, the same. Hey, that I, doesn't matter because hey, you can never act hey, as though they are. Hey, I don't know. I'm just telling you what Vision said. I know. And every time you say it, I think about it more and more. And I think that's kind of ludicrous. And what I'm saying is... Ludicrous. F9. You're a human. Was he an F9? Yes. F9. You're a human. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't understand. No matter okay. how much you think about it. Who else would? Vision. God. Like yeah. from God's perspective and hey, maybe Godzilla thinks <laughs> that way. He's not a human. Yeah, he's not. He probably knows. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't differentiate the two. I, I, would, I would. I would argue protection. that God would differentiate it more than humans because God is the arbiter between sin and what is holy. And yeah, you could argue that order and chaos is not chaos. sin. It could be. Could be. But what I'm saying is that God is clearly an arbitrator of. of what I'm aspect. saying is, Kyle, mm-hmm. is you're human. Yeah. Don't no, I understand your argument. I'm just saying that it wouldn't it wouldn't matter if it was true or not. Well, and you know what? Believe that all you will. You can never truly know because you're human. <laughs> I feel like you're just parroting the the same line again without understanding my argument. No, I I, I understand what you're saying, but what my point saying? is, huh? What am I saying? They they're different. Yes, but explain why. Why? Why? Explain why I said that. I wasn't listening different. that much. Okay. Well, then that's what I. Okay. <laughs> because one, I one is a force of force of force. They're different things. That's not exactly what I was saying. The point I was making is that right. Assume that you're right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I know. <laughs> because there is no way that humans can not separate order and chaos. Maybe. Even if they combine. Yeah, they and they surely do, right? In some aspects, uh-huh. but they they are separate entities. And even even if on an objective right, that's level, what I said they're different. Even if on no, you didn't. I said you asked. You were like, "What was the point I made?" I went, "They're different." Yes, but I'm. God damn it! No, I feel like I'm explaining myself well, and I'm like, like you keep saying the same thing. The thing. And I'm though. like, hold on. Here's the thing, though. I'm not listening to you. 
because you're human. Chris, what do you have to say about that's a uh, rag and bone dance? He said, "I'm only human." My after. my hair is super soft and silky because that I, watermelon because I've been wearing that watermelon Dude. on my head. Very nice. Yeah. Um, watermelon. So okay, uh, about the uh, symbolism of the. Uh, I was just saying of the Godzilla of the Godzilla <sighs> dragon uh, eating his tail. Okay. I feel like Kyle has something to say about that. Uh, Yeah, I do. Okay. King Um, Kong is forever. I mean, Godzilla is forever. (laughs) Well, yeah. Hey, what is a king to a god? Why be a king when you can be a god? Why be a king when you can be a Kong? (laughs) I'm the captain now. I am the Kong now. Uh, I did do a little bit of research, though, as as you guys were talking. Well, uh, you talked about... um, the original King Kong. It was interesting. Um, uh, he based it off of a book that was... Uh, Called Kong King. <laughs> no, it, it was written by the dude who... Um, oh, man, I'm going to have to do some backtracking on my on what I was researching. But, um, okay, so this guy, Paul Du Chailu, um, he was a French-American traveler and zoologist mm-hmm. who uh, became famous for, um, but how exactly is it put? Uh, he was like one of the first European outsiders to confirm the existence of gorillas. And so he based the original King Kong and the character of King Kong off of the book that he wrote about his uh, Oh, findings. you mean Tarzan? Yeah. Well, I mean, in a way. It, I mean, it's similar. Now, he's the guy yeah. in Tarzan, the old old guy. <laughs> yeah, and like Jane's dad. Yeah, yeah, and and the dude was just fascinated with gorillas fighting. Lizards. Yo, dude, that's kind of crazy. Imagine pulling up to a jungle and seeing a big hairy man, like a silverback like, gorilla, whoa. Dude, and then try to talk. Yeah, I'd probably to it. shit myself. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then you try to talk to it, and then it rips your fucking head off. Yeah, <laughs> how, how crazy would that be? Yeah, that'd be terrifying. And then you write a book about the <laughs> gorilla no, ripping I'm, your head no, off. No, imagine going there, and then the monkey sees you and starts chasing you. <laughs> just going, just going, just going, just going. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'd be like, oh fuck! <laughs> you're like, oh my god! What? No! <laughs> And he goes, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> and then the monkey goes, oh, oh you will. Oh. Wait, why did that turn into Mickey? Oh, 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 you will. Oh, oh. Who's my pal? Oh, not you. I am inevitable. Oh, and I am Peter Reality, me, whatever I want. And I am Iron Man. And I am Peter Jackson. Because he tries to take he tries to take Lord of the Rings, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, the Ouroboros. Well, what did I say? That, I mean, was that right? It's you know as close I, as I've only get. ever seen it written the or or Ouroboros. I would say yeah, Ouroboros. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, I don't I don't know exactly what its relation is to the movie, but obviously, like in Egyptian mythology. Um, which is where it originated from. <laughs> Chris is stabbing his melon hat. Chris! What? I was going to eat that. I'm making the smiley things. <laughs> no, okay. you're ruining my helmet. It was going to protect them from the Koopa shells. Um, okay, well, so, are you about to explain what it means traditionally? Yeah. Okay. So 
in Egyptian mythology, which is where it originated from, it's the, it's the serpent eating its own tail. Um, and it's supposed to represent some form of infinity or the, um, wholeness. yeah, wholeness or completion. Yes. Or the, uh, repetition of time, that kind of, that kind of idea where things just loop. It's everything's a cycle, right? Uh, there's also other interpretations of it where it represents fertility um, because the snake's tail is phallic shaped and the snake's mouth is uh, vagina shaped. I was about to say that as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember. There's what What is the word? There's phallic and then what's the female equivalent of that word? A what word? Phallic. Valic. Val- yeah, phallic <laughs> shaped. Um, and so that's why it represents fertility. Um, but yeah, generally meaning, generally speaking, it just means like the fullness of the world, a, a repetitive cycle, that kind of thing. And North, Norse, mytholo- Norse mythology specifically it represents uh, the passage of time being a rep- rep- repeating action because North, North mythology viewed the world as cyclical. Um, when it when it ends, it restarts again, that kind of sh- that kind of shtick. Yeah. Oh, you want to see so, this pencil disappear? So I'm again. I'm not entirely sure what that has to do with this movie, and may, maybe Jake can help on that because um, I didn't really give it too much thought when I saw it. I just took it as meaning face value, like things have come full circle, like Kong's back on the throne, that kind of thing. Um, uh. <sighs> It might have to do with like nature will prevail mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting why it's a snake as well. Cause a snake is like the most common predator of our biological ancestors. Well, and often used to yeah. depict like uh, evil. Right. Yeah. Well, again, and that's because it was just a common enemy. That's what a dragon is just a combination of a snake um, a flying creature that would generally steal your your children and a mountain or not a mountain lion uh, but you know like a big cat yeah that would also attack you it's the, the combination of the three of those animals together into one super animal which is what a dragon is that's why you know people try to people try to say that dragons are like an alien or something and that's why oh they're all over the world because that must mean that aliens visit it's like no it's just a common archetype it's literally the combination of yeah. things that w- which used to kill you, um, and you know, it, like I said, it's just an ar- archetypal. Cats can still kill you. Well, no, I no, obviously, like the, all of those animals could could still kill you at any point. But again, uh, at, on an evolutionary level, we adapted um, to to fight off against that. Right, you, the lower half of your vision is more acute at picking up patterns and movement than the upper half of your vision are that's because snakes were on the ground because you had to you had to be aware of things that slithered on the ground and specifically things with shapes that slithered on the ground and so your your vision is just better on the ground and being able to notice movement and again uh uh patterns um and you know you used to live in trees for you know reasons of uh big cats and then just you know, being able to watch over your children uh, because of, uh, you know, big birds and all that crazy stuff. Um, the ability to communicate probably arose from the need to Survive give, in, and give information about these predators, right? Um, which okay, is really so, fascinating. All right, here, here's, something, here's something for you. All right. 
So the snake, <clears throat> specifically the Uraeus, Uraeus, or the hooded cobra, uh, was the symbol for the Egyptian goddess Wajet, which was a deity uh, that protected Egypt against chaos. What was the name of it? Wajet. Wajet. Or the snake. Wait, is that... Wajet the, is the The goddess. snake is the chaos, right? The the serpent that's going to eat everything? No, no, no. Because so, so there's a serpent in Egypt, Egyptian mythology that's supposed to eat the sun when the world ends. And I think it starts with an A, if I'm not mistaken. Um, gosh, what is that... I'm th- I keep thinking oh, Tiamat um, because I'm thinking of the Mesopotamian creation. It's a Yu-Gi-Oh character. Uh, Apophis. Uh, yeah, Apophis. Oh, well, thank you. No, it's a different one. Okay. And you said that snake creature protects against chaos? Yes. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, I'd, I'd have to look at that more because I, I don't know uh, anything about that. Well, so maybe it has to do with ordering chaos, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Because it represents both. Yeah, maybe. Well, the Egyptians the order the order eats the chaos. Yeah, but sacrifices itself to defeat the chaos. Which what is what does that leave that with? Balance. No, it leaves it with chaos. The, the lack of order is chaos. Balance. Um, that's no, that's not balance. Um, but as all things should be, Egypt, Egyptian mythology is actually really weird. And yeah, I read the I read the uh, Rick like, Riordan books so. Oh really? I know all about that. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, no, I mean it. No, it, it is though, and it's it's a lot different than other like Western um, mythologies and stuff like that. Because, for instance, in it's Egyptian, so um, black is the representation, like the representative color of good, whereas red is the representation color of evil. Which red can be? It's not necessarily evil. It's usually something like you know blood or, or anger or passion, something like that. Whereas black, generally, because it's a, of its association with nighttime, represented, you know, like, a, you know, a bad place. That's right. where bad things could happen. Vampires, but, yeah. werewolves. On, in Egyptian mythology, black was good because that when the sun went down, you could actually live outside, you know, because um, it was so fucking hot. Um, and I'm, I, I'm sure that there are other reasons because of that as well. But, yeah, they, they have a weird, like, mythological system compared to the one that, you know, we, we are all just... It seems innately attuned to just because of our culture, which um, is weird because they are closer to supposedly like the creation of man, like that area. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, the oldest the oldest records that we have of civilization come from Mesopotamia. Um, For those of you who didn't know, yeah, and and it comes from. Um, Oh God, the uh, names escaping me. Sumerians, the Sumerians. Oh yeah, um, and that—that's the first civilization we have. And so, like, if I, you know, if I've ever talked about um, um, the Enuma, the Enuma Elish, um, Tiamat. Uh, yeah, Tiamat comes from that. There's also the uh, Epic of Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh that comes from the Sumerian uh, creation stories and stuff, and and they heavily inspire uh, biblical. Um, uh, creation stories as well. In fact, there's actually reference to that in Job um, when God specifically refers to the behemoth and the Leviathan, which are all from you know Mesopotamian creation stories. And it's not saying that those things exist. It's just comparing God's in that situation is basically saying, I've conquered 
the Leviathan. I've conquered Behemoth, which essentially means I've conquered the best, the top predator on land and water, which means I'm supreme. Which, which there you go, King Kong, King Kong. and Godzilla. That's are the interesting top that predators. we got there. Because the was top that, predators. I forgot uh, what movie we were talking about. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. And so, interesting, interesting. And so, so man tries to uh, lord over the top predators. Mm-hmm. Man tries to become God. Yeah. But ultimately loses. Yeah. And, and what's really, really interesting, right? So in the first Godzilla movie and the first Kong movie, man triumphs over them. Because... What, what we needed as a culture at that time was to say that we could conquer nature because nature is the thing that kills us more often than not, right? And you could say that our fellow man also kills us just as much, but as far as an existential threat to humanity, you would probably view nature as number one, right? Because, well, that makes sense. In, like just in space, literally right. everything can kill you in space, but even just here on Earth, space itself, almost can everything you. can kill you here on Earth, right? Um, and so that's why your biggest man's biggest enemy for even up until now is nature. And so we needed movies to show us that we could conquer that or, or at least showing the best of us conquering that and saying, you, we can also do this. Come on, we can do that. It's a rallying cry. Whereas nowadays you're seeing more movies where nature destroys man and it's supposed to be a positive thing. And again, that's, that's a whole nother cultural aside, um, which is really interesting to see that progression or if you can call it progression depends on how you define progress i feel like i talked more in this episode it's because you haven't interrupted me as much because you're because you're out of it yeah i like this you should be sick more often (laughs) oh that hurts (laughs) i was fine earlier yeah i don't know what happened yeah where are we at uh an hour or two okay chris final thoughts who has not said anything, but has drawn a face on my watermelon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I liked this movie. Mm-hmm. Big monkey. Big monkey. Yeah, I didn't really talk very much in this episode. Yeah. He's been writing his rap. So yeah. be so be for real, for real. All right. Yeah. Um, What is one, like, insight? And, it, and it's okay if it's something that we've kind of already covered, too. But what's, like, one, like, insight that you have? on this movie at, at any point of it? Like what, what's something that really stood out to you as being meaningful? Um, well, yeah, the fact that, uh, <clears throat> like, the, like the whole thing of, of man trying to take nature in their hands, it, it completely, uh, backfired. And even what you're saying that even if they were to win, like mm-hmm. it would cause more problems oh, than yeah. they could ever dream of. Yeah. And, and, and also the fact, like, I don't really see any, um, motive for him to kill godzilla and and own like mecha godzilla uh the fact that he it's not really to protect the people from godzilla because like the whole reason that he attacks um the base in the first place is because they were provoking him mm-hmm. so it's really yeah. it's really just man's greed to, to yeah. yeah that yeah that is something that I, I meant to mention but i forgot to is that so i'll Keep going, and I'll elaborate on that in a second. Well, um, it's just man's greed to like pillage anything that has not been touched by man. D- d- like, like, oh, I don't understand this like um, force of nature. Well, let me like 
fill it with with all this technology shit and let me just use it to be powerful just because I can. Yeah. Yeah, dude. How crazy is that? They basically they provoked man secretly provoked Godzilla and then was like Godzilla's evil, we gotta kill him. Yeah, but that happens all the time in yeah. in current politics. No, no, and I know I agree hundred yeah. percent. Well even the thing like like as far as like um like Apex connection to Hollow Earth, it, it's is somewhat of um it, it parallels like the connection of the European settlers to to America. Well, yeah. Well, in uh, potentially. Potentially, I mean, potentially. I, I would say. I, feel like I would it, say it's it has more the potential, especially how this movie ends. The the colonials uh, and their relationship with the natives. Yeah. How it's like, basically, uh, they tricked King Kong into locating hollow earth by basically saying like oh this is going to be your new home it, yeah it's to be just fair, like people who said it thought that that was the goal no well they but they no and i agree that they did yeah. but yeah ultimately kong was being deceived yeah 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 and also I, i'm thinking about especially how this movie ends like i mean the people that are on that base those main characters they're good people but how long will it be until you know, they try to do the same to all to Hollow Earth. They they just try they've, to they've already it at the end of the movie, yeah, it. yeah, yeah, and it's eventually just going to destroy it. It's an, another ecosystem, yeah, that we have yet to destroy. Well, and I think that originally, I think there is a good cause to this, right? Yeah, but there will always be because we are man. We are born into sin, and only when we die are we free of it. If you believe that. And even if you don't, I mean, once you're dead, you know. Can't really hurt anybody. Yeah. Or at least you can't continue to hurt anybody anew. Your memory will possibly, yeah. but you yourself will not continue to hurt people. So, yeah. um, but there's always going to be somebody that wants it for evil. Yeah. Well, again, that's why it's like, I, I think that people are innately selfish. Um, and that's, I think Homo that's. Homo hominai lupus. Earth. And I think that's the uh, I think that's the one thing. Well, not maybe not the one thing, but I certainly think that's a core thing that can uh, bring everybody together in agreement is that we're selfish at heart. Um, and if you say we're not, you're stupid. Well, if if you say that you're if we if you say that mankind as a totality is not innately selfish on the individual level, then I would I would argue that you're either lying to yourself or you have not come into contact with any true being you you've not and, and what i mean by that is like you you have not lived a, a life um because I, I don't think you can come into contact with really anybody and and come away with it thinking that they're you know people are not selfish and i'm not saying that to be pessimistic i, I mean i think that's just something that everybody has to overcome um, that's part of why religion exists in the first place is because you need to be told how to act because otherwise you're just going to act in your own self-interest and it's not going to work out uh, for the better of your group or your family or your community, whatever you want to say. So you're not tying that tie correctly. And you're stupid, so... Yep. All right, recap wrap. I, yeah, I, I, Wait, just, no, I just got a couple last things. words to do. Uh, what do we have to do? Blow ups. 
Oh yeah, ready or not scale. Yeah, I'm um, gonna give this a four. Yeah, there there are a few blow ups that we actually see the people blow up, like the one where Kong picks that ship up and looks at it, and the bad chick was there, and he just goes, <laughs> just crushes it in his hand. Yeah, baby, that was yeah. I'd, I'd say four, maybe even five, because there's so <sighs> there are so many explosions. Yeah, and there are a lot again, of people around. That that's why that's why it would be like, Especially uh, like in Hong Kong. Yeah, the three aircraft characters. Yeah, the, the aircraft characters got got real, real exploded. I cannot, in good conscience, give it a five if I don't see people blow up. How do I do this? I'll, I'll show you later. All right. I want to know now. I'm, it's not interesting right. for audio listeners for me to explain. All right, for those of you who can't see, I'm trying to tie a tie. Yeah. And Kyle won't tell me how to do it. All right. So first of all, you need this side needs to go down way more. Okay. Yeah. All right, so this over. That's what I thought. Yeah, and then bring that under right there. Oh, right here. No, 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 no. Now go here. around. Yeah. yeah. Then bring it like that. Then this is going to go up through here and then back through. This is very interesting for our podcast back listeners. through here. Kyle's tying a tie on on and then Jake. I mean, big like, chunky boy right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it's a little bit difficult from my position, but that's, that's what you got going yeah. for. So that that works. That works out. It's uh, a casual Sunday or yeah, Friday, yeah. you know. Hey. So right. it is what it is. But all right, guys. Um, recap time. Rap no, time. Jesus Christ. Rap. Oh God. Oh no. God. The fortress. The uh, all right, guys. If you think uh, you know what, tweet us chaos and order at Pachito Pod on Twitter. Let us know if you think man is good or man is evil. I need something to. Oh, work don't say me. that. Hey, That's clear. you're gonna get a bunch of ideologues on there. Hey, but you know what? I want to hear it so I can say that you're stupid, or I can say you know what? That's a good idea. Or if you want a lengthy discussion or any recommendations, shoot us an email. At PacinoPod at gmail.com. Dot com. All right, ready? Uh. Yeah. All right. Buck up. We the film boys always mucking in around. Okay, bad guy, lizard, slam the other to the ground. All right, pointing out the obvious like Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, we the king of monsters and we here to claim our crown. Okay, make it out of cardboard and serve me up some whoppers. I'm gonna lose my ape shit and throw a helicopter. Musty men so cranky, you think they need to be medicated. Should I drop a stinky? But this time it was premeditated. How was it? Yeah! <laughs> that was good, Chris. Uh, I, uh, yeah. That was good. I wrote Yay! that one. Good job, Chris. All right, lean in. All right, lean in real close to the mic. All right, put your head down a little bit. No, I won't. I, no. no. <laughs> just hit it with your head. All right, no, a little bit closer. Right there. All right, hold on. All right. Oh, hold on. That worked. Really. That's a watermelon. Welcome to our ASMR channel. <laughs> Slapping melons. All right. Hey. Hey. <laughs> nice. Hey. All right. Uh, Stout and sour. Fuck. Ah, oh, shit. Stout and sauerkraut. Every Stout, time you Stout forget. Stout and sauerkraut.